Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get Good evening and welcome to another edition of Raps on TV. I'm your host, Kojo. We're here in the studio in London. I want to thank all the listeners from last week around the world, the UK, the US. Uh, it's a great podcast this week that we're looking forward to and I'm here with my panel. Uh, just to just summarise the agenda, we're going to talk about the Frampton Cruise rematch. We're going to be talking about the Marky Garcia Zlatikanin and we're going to be discussing ITV pay-per-view with Eubank and Quinlan. So I'm going to go over to my right. Uh, here in the studio with me, Gary. Do you want to say hello? Yeah, hi guys. Um, absolute pleasure to be here again. Thanks for joining us. Um, lots of boxing talk, lots of good boxing talk. And uh, wonderful guests here as well. We'll, we'll let Enam tell you who we've got. Yeah, good evening guys. Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, just want to introduce the guests. We're fresh, fresh from their trip back from Vegas. We've got top UK coach Tony Borg, trainer of IBF featherweight champ Lee Selby and his brother, rising fly, flyweight superstar Andrew Selby, who's also in the studio with us. Um, you might know Andrew Selby is fighting on the undercard of Eubank v Quinlan this Saturday on ITV box office. Press conference was today, so guys, do make sure you get a chance to uh, check it out. Guys, thank you very much for, for joining us today. Andrew, would you like to say a few words? Yeah, um, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, hopefully everyone tunes in to our TV on Saturday night to watch me sh- uh, show my skills off. And yeah, just a pleasure to be here. Fantastic. What, what, what channel was he on, on ITV? Pardon? What, what ITV channel was he on? Uh, ITV box office. Oh, box office. Yes. Yeah. So guys, just you know, it's, it's, it's in the pay, uh, the show is in pay per view. Uh, so make sure you do d- download, you know, download you watch the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, Tr- should I say something? I can only reiterate what Andrew just said. Really, uh, it's good to be here. Just uh, looking forward to a great night on Saturday. Hope you all tune in to ITV. Yeah, well done and good luck, guys, on Saturday. Perfect, perfect. Thanks, guys, for coming in. So Andrew, gonna go straight to the questions. Then we'll question directly for you. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you're one of uh, Wales's most successful amateurs. You've had a great amateur career. You've now moved into the pros. You also created history by winning a British title in record time for, for a Welsh fighter. Just tell us a little bit for our listeners how you got into boxing and also describe the style of fighter that you are. Well, what I was, my, my oldest brother started boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's passed away now. And then Lee followed him and I just followed Lee. I was eight years of age. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to try it out, as you do as kids. We used to do skipping competitions and stuff and win prizes. Didn't like getting punched in the face. So but does that mean you didn't win? You win the prizes? Um, yeah, I was a good skipper. I said, yeah. and now I'm even better. But um, we then we started doing span and stuff. And I come to the age of ten, you can have your first fight, and I won 
by a stoppage in the first round. So ever since then, I just loved it. And my, my style now is um, a switch hitter. Mm -hmm. I like to go on the back foot. I can go on the front foot. And you will see on Saturday night that I do both. Great. You've re <coughs> risen rapidly through the ranks, uh, Andrew, winning the British title after five pro fights. Uh, you're clearly a, as good a talent as Lee. So where do you see yourself in the next 18 months? I see myself a world champion. Um, I ain't going to stop until I get a world title shot. Hopefully win it, and then move after move after waiting. Yeah, get, get to the superfly. You, you plan to go down any particular route? Is the, is the WBC the, the route you're going to try and go down? Well, it's going to be hard to get a world title shot because I'm that talented. I think so. We've done the IBF International to get me after okay. rankings. Now WBC again me after rankings. Mm -hmm. So we're going for all routes. Whatever's okay. available, we take. Okay, Gary. Yeah. So um. Obviously, you fought in the Olympics in 2012 and it was going really well until obviously you met Perez, um, the classy Cuban, wasn't it? Um, Ramirez. Ramirez, yeah. that's his name. That's his yeah. name. And, um, you know, obviously getting over that disappointment, you've now won titles, numerous titles, a couple of titles already as, at um, pro level. Are you, at this moment right now, are you content with what you've got or are you thirsting for more? Yeah, I, I just want to get to the top. Um, mm. I just want a world title. Every boxer dreams of getting a world title. Yeah. Seeing the opposition, I, I know I could do it. Seeing myself fighting, seeing the world champions mm. out there, I could beat. So it's just a matter of keeping focused, keep my head down for at least a couple of years now, and then I could I could be a world champion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, was, I see that. I look, I look at the likes of... Um, Zoo shimming and they wouldn't go near you. I don't think. I don't think they would go no, near I, you. No, I don't think he hits hard enough, and he's yeah. thirty-five now, so yeah, he's, he's yeah. past his best. And he's. I know a lot of. Um, I've got a lot of Chinese clients in the in the personal trading industry, and they say he's so busy doing TV shows, like he's doing a TV reality yeah. show with his family. So, I think yeah, he's, he's he's like a superstar. He's in an China. absolute yeah. superstar. So he's coming towards the end. The guy that beat um, Charlie Edwards. How would you go into that fight with him, Casimiro? How would you approach um, that fight? I think I. I could outbox him for the 12 rounds mm -hmm. and I think I'd be able to take his shots because I'm used to spam heavier people. Mm -hmm. I spam my brother a lot. Um, he can hit hard. Obviously, he not go as hardest on me, but mm. I'm just used to those sort of shots. Yeah. But lucky enough for him, he's moved up a weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you're, you were the 2012 GB Olympic World Silver and Bronze. Uh, you won the European Gold twice, and European yeah. Bronze twice as well. And now the British Flywheel Champ. Um, you took your time following your brother into the into the paid ranks. Yeah, what, what, why is that, and how have you found the transition into the pro game? Um, I was on Team GB, and you're obviously in a four-year cycle. Um, I went to the Olympics, didn't medal, and then I had to sit down with um, Ron McCracken. He was like, listen, you can win gold at, uh, at Rio, and you can still have a good pro career. So I signed to stay on for another four years, but I weren't enjoying myself as much going up to Sheffield every single week. I think that was my ninth year up there. Mm -hmm. So I did stay on my family and watching my brother win a world title, mm -hmm. um, doing, being success successful. I, I just wanted to follow him, so I got myself out of Team GB and here I am and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying them more than ever. Do you think his success is, uh, you know, he, he helps you in the sense that he's now got no presence within the boxing game and because you're his brother... And you're also a CLB. Do you think that's open doors for you, or? Yeah, most definitely. Because 
he's the world champion. Everyone's like, yeah, you you want to watch his brother as well because some people who've seen me in the amateurs know that I've got like a natural talent. Mm. And obviously, my brother winning numerous amount of titles has opened doors for me a lot. Mm. I did. I'd heard of you as your brother came to prominence. Well, your brother came to prominence with a massive knockout, Stephen Smith, and then. So hearing his whispers, I saw the knockout. I was like, "Oh my word, what a knockout!" And then somebody said to me, "Wait till you see the brother." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh God, if he's as good as this one." And um, technically, wow, there's um, I've seen you dismantle guys in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. Not just with power, but with technique, and it's really yeah. good to see. So I'm really happy with the progress that I'm seeing from you. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully, it just gets better. Yeah, more, yeah, exactly. I think the better opponent you fight, the better you'll fight, definitely. Yeah. And in terms of you speaking about your brother, um, what was it like growing up with two older brothers that were boxers um, in terms of pressure? Obviously, now Lee's a world champion as well. Did that bring any type of pressure? And talk to us about how you managed that. Not so much pressure. It was um, more of teamwork. My eldest brother, was he never had a fight. He, he weren't too clever at boxing. But... Um, when Lee was winning professional fights like um, British title and stuff and he was starting to get a name for himself he was always helping me out uh, he was very dedicated as soon as he won that British title fight 100% dedicated his life to boxing mm-hmm. and he just told me to follow him follow his footsteps and I've just been in the gym with him and if I have a day off he, he, uh, he shout at me basically yeah, he's gym, keeping like, on your back yeah. good good big brother stays so we've also got the coach in here the big man Tony Borg uh, Tony, um, you were a, a, a pro boxer, um, now obviously your coach. Um, just talk to us about that transition of coming from a pro boxer and what made you get into the coaching side of it. Um, I turned pro with ambitions of winning British titles and European titles and things, and uh, uh, didn't materialise, didn't work out the way I expected. Um, very disillusioned with the way I was managed and mm-hmm. uh, and coached, to be honest with you. Um, I had a bad accident then, a road accident, training mm-hmm. for the fight. Uh, snapped my leg. Um I had plates and screws and I put in my leg and I couldn't train properly. Mm. Um, couldn't make weight anymore and I just thought, right, I can't just walk away from the game. Now I've been in the gym since I was seven. Mm. Um, so I went back to another gym and uh, just started coaching. And uh, I've had a lot of success with the amateurs and pros. Mm-hmm. And that's all I do now, all day, every day. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> what type of boxer were you? How would you describe yourself as a, in, terms of your scar, in terms of your style? And how do you nurture the slick style of Andrew and his brother? Um, as a young kid, I was uh, natural to boxing. I lived in a rough area, tough area, so um, I was a bit of a scrapper on the street. And I just took that into the ring and added, added to it whatever I could, really. That's just you had, you had to fight in the area I lived. That's, yeah. where, that's where it's been. And uh, as I said, I've been in boxing all my life, around different types of sorts of talent. And um, you just pick something up off every boxer, everything. You watch every little situation in the gym. I'm actually two ten-year-olds. See one little kid doing something. I think, That's a great idea. That's it's amazing, isn't it? You never stop learning. You never stop learning. You never stop learning. Yeah. And I think it's if you, once you get to the stage where you've trained a couple of champions, um, you've got a British champion, you've done this, then I, you think you know it all, but mm. it doesn't work like that at all. I never stop learning. Yeah, never stop. Man, that's, that's the right mindset to have. And obviously, we've got Gary, who's a coach as well here with us in the yeah. studio so he's bringing a lot of experience and even us being on a show we're always learning as well yeah. and learning to a bit more depth yeah. as well so um, just talk to us uh, and, and tell the listeners what is involved in preparing your fighters for the big fights you know world titles British titles and things like that I don't believe you can put it it's not, you can't write it in black and white mm-hmm. you know you can't just say uh, okay 
uh, week one we're going to do this, week two this, uh, week three on you know a set um, a day off this one day of the week. It's just it's just different with every boxer. Um, you try and treat them all the same, um, it'll go out the window. It just it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, very individual. How does that play when you know? Lee had his fight cancelled, so you know he would have been preparing for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know he's on a big card, uh, hoping, <clears throat> hoping Frampton wins, hoping he wins, leads on to a big British unification fight, and then for that to happen to Lee, I mean, how, how disappointing is that? It'd be disappointing for every boxer, but for Lee, it was absolutely destroying, like soul destroying, um, and he dealt with it really well, considering um, it was really. St- We've been out there for the last two weeks working hard. Prior to that, we've been out on training camps in America, out in Spain, up in Sheffield, working in our gym, and he's worked so hard. You know, he, he lives the game. Uh, so to go out there and that to happen to him at the last minute was really, yeah. really difficult mm-hmm. to deal with. Is he, going to get, is he getting compensated at all? Is he going to get paid? Um, I can't really comment on that moment. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's what his management team are out there working on now. Mm-hmm. They're still there at the moment or on their way back. Um, they would have come to some conclusion. And uh, we'll know in the next week. And, and what was the reason? Was it just paperwork? Did the guy have weight making difficulties? What? Yeah, he came into the country late, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, his uh, blood test mm-hmm. was a f- failure. Okay. So um, obviously they weren't going to let him box because mm-hmm. of that. And it's so sad because style wise, I watched the fella. I watched him a couple of fights on YouTube. I thought tailor made to make me say we look great. The name was given to me some time ago as a possible possibility. Mm-hmm. Then he was going out to Japan to box for Final Eliminator. We thought the, uh, the Japanese guy would win, but obviously he didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, I thought, well, he's, he's perfect for us. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he was in such good shape, I couldn't see it going past no. seven, eight rounds. Yeah, I would have seen yeah. that. You know, that's a fight that, you know, he didn't have like a Gradovich chin or anything. No. He was going to go, definitely. It. He was um, tailor-made for Lee. Um, the other situation last Saturday... Obviously, with the Frampton Santa Cruz fight, it would have set up a mouth-watering clash, all British clash between Lee and Carl. As a fellow trainer, how would you prepare for Lee to fight with A Frampton, B Santa Cruz? How would you prepare him to fight Frampton? Um, Frampton, the st- Lee's style is, in my mind, all wrong for Frampton. That's what I've said before. Um, he'll pu- he'll push Frampton back when he wants to. Mm. He'll use the ring when he wants to. He'll hold the ring. Um, his left hand will be dictating the pace of the fight and when he's ready to step up a gear and Lee's got so many gears that you haven't seen mm. he'll step it up and it'll, it'll be too much for him mm. Mm. Um, I think it'll be a great fight yeah. for the public all the fans out there will love it but um, it's Lee Selby all day I thought and you know what we we unfortunately we live in the Twitter Snapchat, Snapchat era um, and so things get forgotten quite quickly his performance against Gradovich, in my opinion, was one of the best boxing yeah. performances, pure boxing performances I've ever si- I was yeah. witness. I was sitting ringside, and it was just marvelous. You know, well, we look, we studied loads of tapes of uh, Gradovich. Mm. Lee doesn't bother. Yeah, he doesn't bother looking at his opponents. <laughs> he just says to me, "Have a look what you think," and you have a look. But he might have a look now again. But he does, and then you, know, you just give him the game plan. Yeah, um, and Gradovich, I just thought. This is just perfect for him. It's, yeah, yeah, so another he, one. To be honest with you, that was the easiest sparring session Lee had had. Yeah. Right over, you know, for the eight rounds, that was the easiest sparring yeah. session Lee had. It looked like months. a sparring session. For months, he was playing with him, yeah. like, you know? Yeah, well, The guy's just a high pressure fighter, really, isn't he? Gradovich. Mm. He just, it's everything's yeah, on intensity with him, like, yeah. you know? Mm. You're seeing your face, and they're looking at Lee, tall, skinny. Yeah. 
just wearing down after about four or five rounds he's going to blow up but he won't because I definitely don't get me wrong with Gradovich he's a good fighter he's yeah. a good pressure fighter and many other he's beaten many good fighters but he's against uh, yeah. Year at the time, wasn't he? yeah but you know it's just against this kid now you know he's one, one of, as I've said you know I think he's one of the world's best boxers if you said to me this is boxing yeah. you put on a tape of Lee Selby yeah, you know that's how good he is. The Welsh you know? maybe exactly very skillful. And he's the man not, to my right as well. He's not as naturally gifted as but he is. Um, his talent's amazing. Like you know, he's technically technically brilliant in it. He mm. reads the fight well, and uh, he, he can dictate and switch gears as it suits him. Like you know, mm. so great fighter. Um, you mentioned Lee stayed in the US after after you left to meet Al Heyman with uh, Chris Sanigar. Yeah. Can, can you just tell the uh, listeners what what Lee's next steps? options might be does he have a mandatory or do you do you have any particular plans that you'd like to fight someone in particular well the mandatory is well, it was Victor Barras like yeah. obviously so um, that's, that'll have to be sorted out now they make mm. their decisions there what happens with his blood tests um, in the meantime Chris Sanigar is out there now with Al Heyman and they're trying to arrange an alternative fight for Lee either out in the States or over here mm. anytime um, soon yeah possibly yeah I saw a tweet yeah. from David Hay he wants him on his show do you think that's likely to happen it's a very strong possibility, yeah. Mm. That'd be a great night. Be a great night. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, besides Andrew and Lee, who else have you got coming through the gym? Uh, Craig Evans has just won a WBO European title yeah. against Tom yeah. Stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Mitchell Buckland, Gary Buckland's brother. Okay. He's a real Is talent. He? He's yeah. 11 and 0. Really slippery, stick boxer. Oh, more of a boxer than Gary, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Gavin Gwynn, he's uh, 3 and 0. Morgan Jones, he's 9 and 0, I think he is. Uh, super mm-hmm. weight. Um, lots of talent for the gym. Yeah. So how many um, kids have you got in total? Sean, Sean McGoldrick just turned in pro. Sean McGoldrick, yeah. McGoldrick. Dale Evans just come through. Dale Evans. Yeah. Um, he's back with us now. Um, Do you need any help? I might move down to Wales. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> so, a lot of talent. Yeah, Don't go. I'll uh, see you guys later. Uh, we could do the podcast from Wales. Yeah. We've also, <laughs> young, we've also got a young girl, Ashley Brace. She's number one in Europe now. Okay, well, what weight is she? Uh, bantamweight. Wow, I'll tell you what. Bantamweights. Yeah. They... The girls' bantamweights, there is so much talent. Bantamweight right through to lightweight, there is so much talent coming through. She's just walking through her She's talented. She beat, um, was she a three-time world champion or challenge? Yeah, two-time world champion. She beat in the last fight. Wow. What's her name? I'll have to say. I was going to say. Ashley Brace. Ashley. Everybody's scribbling, taking notes. We were struggling. (laughs) Her opponent pulled out and we were struggling. The the agent rang and said, listen, I'm not trying to rip anybody off, but this is gospel truth. We can't get another opponent. The only girl we have got is this girl here here's a record I'm not going to lie to you she is good she's very good formal, but that's all we can get yeah. and this short notice so we put it to her she said yeah I want that straight away <laughs> and she, great fight and she won wow. Yeah. wow so is she part of the Team GB set up now no she's pro oh she's pro, pro. Oh yeah number God. one in how many fights number in? one in Europe how many fights in I think six in it six fights six so in really, what shows is she fighting on I mean down in Wales down in she's Wales, fought yeah. twice in London mm-hmm. on dinner shows and four or five things in uh, Wales. Oh, gosh. She looks like we're going to be on a train she's down to Wales. She's managed by Chris as well. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He managed him, I trained him. So oh, she's a good girl. That's it, brilliant. Good. Got a nice little link up there. Excellent. Good, good, good. Um, so, guys, um, last weekend, a uh, big rematch out that happened. Uh, Santa Cruz, uh, Leo, Fram- Leo, Leo Frampton. What do you guys think of that result and how did you think the fight went? I thought that um, Santa Cruz adapted his game plan uh, much better. He fought this fight much better than um, Frampton did. I thought Frampton dropped off the scale a little bit, and um, 
Santa Cruz stepped up to the plate. Mm -hmm. They won, raised their game, one lowered it, and the that, result. That was it. Yeah. Was result, that was it. Yeah. Andrew, you thought about a fight. What was you, your thoughts? Um, you know, it was a great fight. Obviously, I watched it, and Santa Cruz. He he said at the press conference what he was going to do. He said he was going to box him. Mm. He was going. He was going to throw a lot of punches. Um, finish fast. Uh, start fast. Finish fast, and that's what he done. I've. I thought Frampton thought he was going to win too much before the fight mm. happened. And you think there was some got, complacency within yeah, his... Yeah, I think he, he yeah. was too confident. He got... Mm. Just um, Santa Cruz, just like with his father being there on the line, set him back. Mm. So I figured he had the game, game plan perfect, yeah. which he would against Frampton. Mm. And it looked like Frampton might have put on a bit too much weight and he coming sluggish at the end. Yeah. But you never know. Never knows a tough fight. Yeah, question, question to the trainers. Um, <clears throat> so Santa Cruz ad adapted himself to, well to this fight. I mean, do, does Frampton now? Or how does Frampton adjust to the way Santa Cruz fall? What, what, what can he, what could he do to now win the third third fight? Um, you know, a lot of people have started saying, "Oh well, you know, Shane McGuigan got the game plan wrong." And I don't think Shane McGuigan got it wrong at all. I just think, as Tony just said, Carl underperformed that night. Santa Cruz showed us a side of boxing that we haven't seen. His judgment of distance was wonderful. Um, his timing as on, on his counter-punches was very good. Carl was sluggish as well. Carl's counter-punching wasn't as good as it once as it was in their first fight. But I think that may have been also because he just couldn't work out what range Santa Cruz was going to punch from. You know, whether it's going to be long or draw him in close and throw quicker clusters. He just seemed quicker, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He, he just seemed quicker that night. Yeah. Even when, um, he, when he got closer, in yeah. terms of the body punches, mm. I thought Santa Cruz worked we, him. We, we live in this era where, no, no disrespect, I love the boxing fans, but not mm. enough of them know about the game and they're mm. quick to pillory or try and attack Shane McGuigan for saying, oh, they got the game plan wrong. I'd seen them working on uppercuts in mm. previous videos and you could see Shane saying to him, throw the uppercut. Not then, once then, did Carl throw it. A lot, lot of uh, professional boxing coaches have uh, been criticising uh, Shane McGuinn as well. You know, mm. like Quig, Quig was talking about today. He said, you know, you can't, you know, if you're taking the glory, you've got to take take this shit yeah, as well. I, you know? I, think, I think you have to take the flat button. <laughs> Tony will tell you, we're only as good as our fighters. At the end of the day, we're mm. only as good as our because fighters. Because there was a... We can have prepared them as well as we could have done for 12 to 14 weeks. We're as good as they are on fight night. We'll so, get the accolades if they look really good. And if we don't, then we've got to take the criticism. But we of, do have to take it. There was a few commentaries, people feeling that Frampton didn't actually listen to the game plan as well during the mm. fight. When, yeah. it, when McGuigan was talking to him during the rounds, people were felt that Frampton still went out didn't adjust, mm. adjust, didn't adapt, and we'll still find wild shots. Well, I mean, that's what happens on a bad you night. See it? I've been in fights. I bought Steel Bryan for the British title in 1995. Mm. And could I remember what Dean Powell, God bless him, told me in the corner in between each round? Mm. Possibly not, mm. because my mind wasn't right. I mean, mm. I thought athletically, I thought I could knock him out. I really mm. did. I went out there with well, the game plan was to box him for eight or nine rounds and come on late. I went out there trying to chin him in the first two or three, punch myself out, and then I got the hell punched out of me. So mm. can I blame Dean for his preparation? No, I yeah. have to blame myself. He's yeah. got to stand up and be counting. If Carl's had a bad day at the office, he's got to stand up and be a man and say it was... And, and, Actually, and he has been. Exactly. To be fair, he has been. Yes. He's not put any blame on Shane. They've got a rock-solid relationship. And listen, let me tell you something, right? I know about the pro game, right? Much as I love it, mm. pro coaches are bitches, yeah? They <laughs> love to bitch, yeah? 
<laughs> and simple as that. What about you, Tony? What, 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 do, you, what do you think um, Frampton needs to do in the next fight? I think he allowed um, Santa Cruz to finish. Every, every time they go into an exchange, they, you know, he throws three, uh, Santa Cruz come back with two or three, and he throws two, and Santa Cruz would finish every exchange every, yeah, with finish another three punches, three punches and a double jab. Yeah, yeah. Three, so three, clever, three, wasn't it? Three, yeah. three, two, two. And then you go bam, 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 and step yeah. away. Yeah, so the variation. Every exchange. Yeah, the so how, how does he deal with someone who's got such a significant reach advantage? How, how does he overcome that? Well, I, I think with um, Frampton, he, he's good at like hitting him with like two shots. Mm. But he would come back in a straight line, and that's when Santa Cruz would hit the straight punches. Mm-hmm. If you'd hit him, head body, slip to the side, come back, move. Maybe maybe that could beat um, Santa Cruz because Santa Cruz likes to he likes you to stay in front of him so he can mm. let shots off. Yeah, I think in the first fight Santa Cruz's aggression actually worked against him. You know, Carl would just block and counter, block and counter, or step to the side and counter. Obviously, he was a lot more sharper in the first fight. This Santa Cruz, for some reason, befuddled him, confused him, and he just couldn't handle it, could he? No. Yeah, you I know, think he, he just really, really couldn't handle it. He yeah, just he was more wiser with his shots. Yeah, if you look yeah. At the output. And there was, there was a lot. Yeah, he was a lot more. There was a lot more pause in between each yep. Santa Cruz um, offense, which yep. a lot of his offense was counter. It's just so bizarre. He was yeah. counter punching Carl Frampton. No, he keep fainting, keep fainting. One of the key things he, as well was that he finished every exchange. Yeah, every time yes. exchange, yeah. he finished on top. Yeah, yeah. There was this, the last two in every time. Mm. Yeah, with exactly. a good punch, if it wasn't a hook to the body, yeah. it was a hook to the air. There was a good, yeah. few good rights that I yeah. saw from Santa Cruz. So I think the jab was also key. I just key. felt. He yeah. couldn't, Frampton couldn't get the distance right. You know, every time uh, Cruz came forward, he came out with a double jab. Because the jab was land. singular this time. Yeah. yeah. When I say singular, it was like either a single jab or a double jab or sometimes a triple jab. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, he was just trying to use the jab to, yeah. you know, do yeah, his normal Santa Cruz thing. Yeah. Offload a lot of shots, which Carl that was in the first fight, a lot sharper, able to slip them and just count with one mm. or two yeah. and step out to the side. But I think they worked out that Carl did tend to go back in straight lines quite mm. quickly. So Santa Cruz, just like, fin- as yeah. you said, finished with a double jab, always landed it because Carl's coming back out high. Yeah. yeah. And um, just that the rest is history. Yeah. He was definitely yeah. more efficient with his punches mm. in terms of his output as well. So Sh- A shock to me. Showed, yeah. showed me another side of Santa Cruz that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. I think not, not in many most years. people, let's be honest, uh, mm. he, he shocked, shocked, shocked a lot of fans if you weren't game, a Cruz yeah. fan. So in terms of the rematch, where do you guys, Andrew, where do you think it should happen? And potentially, who do you think could win? It's a hard one to call. Um, obviously, Frampton wants it in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa Cruz said he, he would go to Ireland, so matter if he sticks to his word or not. Mm. I think it's, it's it's on a day like they can both. If they fight ten times a year, it could be five all every yeah. single year. Do you know what I mean? I if, agree with you. if Frampton just does the sharp sharp shots and moves out the way, mm. he, he could pick him off. Mm. But Santa Cruz, he, he brought out a game plan which mm. no one expected. Mm. And he can sh- he shows you he can box and he can fight. So mm-hmm. if he boxed like he did last time, he could just do the same again. So it's a really 50-50 fight every single time. Well, a question from someone called Duke 808. I'll probably ask this to Tony. Um, can McGuigan's schedule impact preparation? McGuigan has been working with Taylor, Frampton, Hay and Gross. I suppose he's asking if someone's working with so many stars, can it impact the amount of time and dedication it gives to one particular fighter I don't think you can really answer that from outside unless you're in the gym I mean there's 8 hours in the day, eight hours working, working hours in the day you could be working um, an hour with um, 
one of them at, at some stage, two-hour session with another, two-hour session with another. We don't know how he's working, you know, so it's hard to answer that, really. I mean, he's, um, how, how often is he he's in the gym? If he's in there 10, 12 hours mm-hmm. and he's got three or four boxes, that's mm-hmm. not... More than enough time. Yeah. Plenty of time. Yeah. I mean, do you do it all on your own? You got an assistant? I got an assistant, but they, they let you down on again. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there all day, every day. Yeah. You know, so yeah. if somebody can't get in at two, that doesn't give them a day off. I say, mm. okay, what time can you get in? I'm busy till about four. It's okay, it's till four. <laughs> you know, so you just come in at four. But with your, come in the evening. with your, like, you've got, you've got Andrew and you've got Lee, do you train them at separate times or... Train them around about the same sometimes time. Separate, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we all come in at 10am spare. I might have one day, might have um, 10 or 12 in there at one time. <laughs> wow. Well, you know? I sleep Sparring yeah. sessions are fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. while you're punching... But I'll pay for that. I'll while you're working on the back, you, you don't really want to work because you want to watch that round. There are a lot of people come and watch the spare, don't they? Yeah. yeah, we'll oh, be one of them soon. We'll be on our way down. People come in on a Sunday and they just want to watch Yeah. Just turn up and just come in and watch the sparring. Superb. You know, the gyms come down from Birmingham and Coventry and different places. The sparring session there, mm. really good, name. Eh? Yeah. And just talk to us about the gym in terms of how long it's been set up and what it means to the community. Um, I think it's been going about 25, 30 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a pretty run-down area in, um, in Newport, really. Uh, the pill area, the docks area. Mm-hmm. Um, Great area for producing um, talent. Right, yeah. That's what you need. But um, t- the talent the talent there is fantastic. Like, mm. There's so many good boys. Amateur and pro. Yeah. And we spar the amateurs and pros. When the youngsters get to you know, the 14, 15 year olds, mm. as I done with Sean McGoldrick, um, I'll pull him away from his normal session. I'll say, like, you start coming on Sunday mornings now, and I'll have the spam with the pros. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're, if they're about eight stone, eight and a half stone, nine stone, I'll stick them with the pros who can get a couple of rounds out of them, mm. and they can take it out on the pros, have a good goal, like, you know? Yeah. I mix it up. And, um, a lot of the amateurs don't like it, they say it don't work. If it doesn't work, and why have I achieved what we achieved? Yeah, you know, yeah, it's not me, it's not me that's doing all the work. It's sometimes the sparring, he's yeah. sparring with him, they're, they're helping each other out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think I think they should spar with pros so they can make. Did you find that once you started sparring as pros, the transition became easier for you by come your, your debut night? Yeah, definitely. Mm. I remember being on Team GB and they had a few journeymen come up, and um, my brother. Mm. For Sid Razak for his first fight. Yeah. <laughs> and my brother punched doors out of him and he yeah. came in to spar with us and I had to spar and I remember I was so nervous. Yeah. But I thought, is this really that easy? Mm. But obviously I knew he was a journeyman. And then they get tougher opponents in, you're punching them and they, they just tie you out. Yeah. And then after four rounds, Ron McCracken like, yeah, get out, get out for before they start <laughs> picking it up. So you just gotta learn to be fit then and be as tough as them mentally mm, and yeah, physically. Definitely. I mean, I remember sparring with Carl Froch before he won the World really? Bronze. Right, I remember mean, sparring with him and David. David, I couldn't. Yeah. I hated sparring with David because if you stand tall against David, you get murdered. Yeah. I could stand tall, but I still had good movement. But sparring with David taught me that you got to go a bit lower. And so I'm learning mm. after all those years. You got to remember, I've turned pro mm. in 1988. Mm. Ten years later, no, 13 years later, I'm sparring with David A, and I'm still learning again that mm. I can't stand tall you against stop, him. Mm. It take me head off. Whereas Carl. But to be fair, the Carl Frotch that you know now wasn't that Carl Frotch you know now. He was always nervous, yeah. always nervous before his fights, and then he used to turn in world class performances as an amateur. And um, David said to him, oh, "Don't don't back off from Logan. Start throwing your uppercuts." Oh, bloody hell! He started starting throwing his uppercuts. <laughs> Luckily, they just missed. But I could feel the wind going past me here. But you know, but it's so good to um, you know when I as soon as I turned pro. 
First guy I sparred with, no, before I turned pro, Clint, um, Clinton McKenzie, former European champion. Yeah. You know, that, good experience. That, yeah, it's a good great experience because you test So we're going to open up the phone lines. Thanks for the listeners that have been listening. And um, we're going to go out to 985. <clears throat> 985, question or statement? Hi, 985, your reception's a bit bad. Yeah, I can hear you briefly. Nine is really bad. Uh, just above. I don't know if you're next to a radio or something, mate. I don't yeah. know if you want to just switch that off. Yeah, 985. We'll go to another caller and, and try you again in a bit. So we're going to go out to 918. 918. The floor Hello. is yours. Hello, hi, Karina. Hello, hi, oh, no, it's Karina. <laughs> Hello, hi, uh, Hello, Gary. How you doing, darling? Yeah. Hello, Hello, Karina. Karina. Hello, Andrew. Hello. Hello, hi. So, Karina, question you or can, statement? Well, you can... Um, so a few quick questions to both, really, because you, well, you kind of answered the question about what Lee might like be doing next. Um, I just want to mention that to Tony as well. Obviously, Josh Warrington's had his press conference this week and said he wants to fight Lee at Ellen Road in the summer. Has is has that ship kind of sailed now, or is that is that still a possibility, or is Lee aiming higher now than Josh Warrington? That ship sank. <laughs> he's a fool. He talks, talks nonsense. He's offered the he's offered the fights. He said he interfered yeah, with his wedding yeah. plans, and he still fought on the same night. So he's talking the wrong Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's an official duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Karina, you got yeah. a question for Andrew? Um, yeah. Um, I just want to sort of because obviously, um, do you know much with him being Welsh as well? Um, do you know much about Joe Cardina? Obviously, he's turned pro and. Do you see, you know, how do you see sort of um, prospects in the pro ranks? Yeah, well, I've known Joe for ages. We spent many years on Team GP together. We're in the same gym. Yeah. Went to the Commonwealth Games and stuff. He's always been natural talent. Um, he's got right. skills that yeah. people can teach. And I think he adapted to the pro game well. Um, obviously, you've got to yeah. work on a few things because you're fighting professionals now and they can add a uh, uh, lot of gloves but all he has to do is yeah, just knuckle yeah. down and you do very well I, th- I think he, uh, he'll win some titles Thank, thanks Karina right, so, I mean that, cause, so Karina so we're going to move said, on well. sorry we're going to move on Karina we haven't got much time but thanks for calling and listening in we do appreciate the dedication that you've shown apologies take care darling take care sorry oh and Everybody's dropped off the line. So, Inam, you want to read a question from Twitter? Yeah, just uh, someone called Sonia's S is uh, asking, is it true you boxed Lomachenko? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> how'd that go? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were 17 for the World Championships. Um, this is when Lomachenko first won the World Championships mm-hmm. as an amateur and he was first noticed. It was for a medal. I lost. Um, obviously, he beat me. No one knew who he was then until he won. Mm-hmm. And he dropped every single person in that world championships, even a Cuban in the final. Mm-hmm. But my claim to fame is he never dropped me. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And well, was he was he this pretty much the same sort of fighter that we saw in 2012? Was he switching? I'm not gonna lie, he was better then. I think he wow. was absolutely. He, I remember one time he absolutely tapped his ankle and hit me with a right hand, and I thought, <laughs> bloody hell. Impressive. But I think that's where I've got some of my skills from, from yeah. fighting people like him. That's what we we said that we said that last week. Uh, we said it to um, we had Jimmy Matt Junior in here, J- um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Ma- Jimmy yeah. McDonald's son, and we were saying to him that 
the the grade that you guys have had through being through Team GB, you, James DeGale, George Groves even, even though George didn't get to the pinnacle of Team GB, the fact is that you were boxing solid pros, world-class pros as amateurs. You boxed yeah. the world-class. Yeah, and these, they're all on, they're all on their country's Team GB type systems, national systems. So they're all training like pros. So you're boxing properly solid, probably better men than you fought in the first four fights yeah. as a pro. Yeah, it? most definitely, yeah. Yeah, you know. And that stands in such great stead. Yeah. You know, it stands in great I remember stead. I did WSB in um, mm-hmm. my first WSB was against an Italian professional. Mm. He was 10-0 and I beat him easy. Wow. So, That's amazing, That's good. isn't it? So also that, that must have given you so much confidence, yeah. <laughs> so on the night also we had another big blockbuster in terms of uh, Mikey Garcia returning. He came back for the oh. WBC title against Dejan Zlatikanin. Yeah. Gary, Gary taught me right. Um, <laughs> quick summary of the fight. I mean, it was a great fight, I think, from a performance for Garcia. He's won the belt, third round knockout. I mean, how do we see the fight in Am? What was your thoughts in? Well, I mean, I, I, I was actually expecting him to knock him out. I was expecting um, Zetikanin to come in quite aggressively. Mm-hmm. I bought, bought a tweet out before that. Someone asked me because I usually bet, don't I? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I was betting, you know, I bought a bet there for early, early, early KO. It just did plan out. Because mm-hmm. I, I just thought Zetikanin is quite an aggressive forward fighter. Mm-hmm. He's going to play into Garcia's hands. It's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. So, what, about, what about yourself, Andrew? Well, I didn't know um, too much of the other guy. I can't pronounce his name. But <laughs> Mikey Garcia, he's, he's just... What a fighter! He, I think he, I think in a year or two he's going to be in the best pound for pound fighter. He had he quick jabs. He would wicked counter punching, mm-hmm. step back jab left hook, and then he just walked onto that uppercut. He just finished him off with a big right hook. Then it was, you couldn't have asked for a better display. Yeah, so yeah, it was a masterclass. He yeah. exactly. He, he seemed to be noting exactly what he was doing yeah. all the way through the fight. Like, you know, he's um, one step ahead all the time, just biding his time, biding his time, and then bang. He's, 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 got, something, he's got something. When you look at him, like for me, I, I always watch fighters, not so much from the hands up, I watch them from their legs downwards. Mm-hmm. And he's always poised to punch. If you look at his knees, he's mm. always poised to punch. Right. Punch hard. And he's naturally heavy handed anyway, because yeah. you watch him on the pads. He's wearing like 16 ounce gloves. Wow. With Robert Garcia, and he's like, bosh, bosh, he's punching through these pads. And a good friend of mine, who's a very good friend of Bob Arum's, mm. has, has been at ringside at a lot of big Bob Arum shows watching Mikey Garcia. He said, Gal, he just punches holes in people. So he's not only a good boxer who tends to remind me sometimes of Alexis Arguello in his, in his accuracy, he's just a banger mm. as well. And yeah. I mean, like, the problem with Zatikan is that he couldn't get near him. Mikey mm. was schooling him with a jab, which you don't often see with orthodox yeah. schooling good southpaws, decent southpaws, with their jab. They're normally sticking in the right hand rather than throwing the jab. But he had distance with that. Started nailing him with the straight rights, didn't he? And then the actual uppercut that he hit him with, Zatikan didn't see it because if you watch yeah. it in slow motion, he it. takes his eyes mm. off. How can you take your eyes off someone that's got like a ninety-three percent knockout ratio? How can you take your eyes off their heads? As he's dipping his head, he's looking away from it, and the uppercut hit him, and that was it. I mean, it was a sinister performance from um, yeah. Garcia in terms of when he was his focus on the boxer and being very yeah. ruthless with his shots. Mm. I noticed he threw up a quite quite frequently during mm. that fight as well. So and that I remember was quite saying impressive. to myself, "Well, it's a bit of a dangerous shot against mm. a known hooker." Yeah. 
you know, it's a, always a dangerous shot. But because he's so classy and so well taught, mm. and that he, his legs don't straighten when he throws an uppercut, mm. he throws an uppercut like he's throwing a left hook. If you watch his legs, they don't straighten. He stays flexed, so he's always punching from his someone, legs. Someone did ask you that question on Twitter. I did pick up on it. Who's yeah, saying, you know, the guys. Me and Lee John Wiley. Yeah, Lee John Wiley hooks, does those you know, great videos, and mm. you know, he's like Lee said, he nailed him with an yeah. uppercut. Yeah, yeah. 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 you said, and no. I said, oh, you've got to be careful. But to be fair, I said to Lee, called it right, and he said, oh, it's just a guess. It's a really good man. Really good, man. Um, Garcia's long term absence had absolutely zero impact. You know, it sort oh. of reminded me of when Maver came back and fought Marquez. Mm. It was almost that kind of, you know, Garcia is so good, you know, that mm. long term absence really didn't have much of an Flawless. impact on him. You know, mm. and it's like, you know, if you look at it, it's the technique beat Ricky Burns yeah. right? and this guy just completely out of class. You know, such, it just shows the levels, doesn't exactly. it? You know, and I don't, I don't want to get carried away, but he's already up there with Linares, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. You know. He's, you 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 could see a fight. I mean, I think he would beat Linares now do, yeah. because Linares busts up so much. I think Linares is one of the best right. talents we've ever seen come yeah. across the water. Though I love watching him. Beautiful yeah. technique. I would have sat ringside and it was a, a relief when um, when he sort of come to yeah. and break up because yeah, you know, he, he was, was hurt. Bad, he was yeah. hurt badly. Another referee's fault. But the referee just out of one close enough as he mm. to stop it. And when he went when he went down with that last shot, I mean. Oh. That could have been a bad one. Like, yeah. you know, I sat there for a couple of seconds thinking... Because he didn't move yeah. at all. No, didn't move yeah. at all. Yeah, they had to drag him back in. from the uppercut. Yeah. I don't know if any of you noticed as well, so. you know, over here, the first thing we do is put him in a recovery position. Mm. They didn't do that. No. He still laid on his back. Yeah, <laughs> and then I remember they put... Because he was slightly underneath the and ropes yeah. and then he pulled him back in, which he's I thought laid, was a bit... He yeah, laid on his back. back. Yeah. I thought, what's going on there? Like, you know, I thought, to be honest... Couple of seconds there, I thought he, yeah. they knew he'd gone. It was Pacquiao-esque with against Marquez when it was just a flat knockout and he just yeah. laid yeah, back yeah, it yeah. and it was gone. So in terms of that division, um, what do you guys think of that 135 pound division? Oh. Other fighters, who could he be challenging? Well, who you, should be next? You've got like um, people say I'm crazy when I say this. Mm. Terry Flanagan's not easy to beat. Okay, he's one of them solid, Strong. hard men. I remember when he won the title against Cepeda, and all right, everybody said Cepeda's shoulder went, but before his shoulder went, he hit Terry on the button with a big left hook. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. So he's innately tough anyway. Well, he's got a good record in and terms of... he's improving. Of, he's about he over 30 fights. Yeah. He, undefeated. He, he knows how to win, you know? I mean, Garcia's special, so mm. if Terry got beat by him, it's no disgrace, but yeah. I'd still like to see him given the opportunity, mm. you know? Um... For me, the two best the two best men at one thirty five now are Linares and Garcia, mm-hmm. and then there's a there's a little golf bit after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Easter Junior, sorry, he's, yeah, Robert Easter Junior who fought Roger yeah, Conner last um, year. IBF, he's, he's very good, but yeah. you know what? His busyness could be his undoing. Yeah. Yeah. If he fought the way he fought Richard Comey, if he mm-hmm. fought that way against either of those two, mm-hmm. he'd have a better chance against Linares. Mm. But Garcia will take him out. Yeah. You cannot give that guy an opening, and you've got to be a really good boxer to outbox him. Yeah. He's got grade. Mm. He's got a lot of grade. He was a really great amateur. Yeah, and it's know. really exciting if you look above and below in mm-hmm. terms of potential catch rates they could. Well, make. that's I what mean, Terence Crawford. But what do you guys tweeted, think? Yeah. Yeah. Said, what do you guys you know, think above and below? The Is there really anybody you think you could fight? Like a Lemonchenko, Crawford. Crawford's a real good fighter. Yeah, yeah. It's opened uh, a few doors, yeah. haven't it? Really? Mm. Yeah. Definitely. talking about possibilities, but well. do you think you're uh, uh, what, you're five foot six? You're a big flyweight, Andrew. Um, what do you think is your maximum weight that you could go up to? You think in your head now and say, right, I want to win multiple titles, but I'll stop it. Um, bantam weight. Yeah. I, I could probably do super bantam, mm. if build up, 
but Bantam and Superfly would be really comfortable mm. for me. Bantam is probably where I finish. Yeah, I've done most of my WSB fights in Bantam, and I never lost. Mm. And even some guys were bigger than me in Bantam, wow. but yeah, I still, you must have been I still have boxing. Yeah, you never lost at Bantam at WSB. No, I was fifty-six kilos. Um, I boxed Michael Conlon. Um, I boxed. I boxed a real tall Kazakhstanian mm. guy. He was unbeaten. Mm. I just I boxed him. So maybe oh. that is my perfect weight. I don't yeah. know. That's mm. only a kilo weight. Uh, you know his brother. My brother, he's just massive. <laughs> he's huge. He's he? massive. He's yeah. huge. Is. Okay, so um, we've got a few more calls coming in. So obviously, we want to be uh, open up the lines for our dedicated callers. We're going to go back out to zero eight one, zero eight one. Hopefully, we can hear you. And the reception is a bit better. Hello. Good evening, guys. How you doing? It's Nicholas here. How you How doing, doing, Nicholas? How you doing? Question or statement, right, Nicholas? Right. How you guys? Doing? Uh, I got a question for you guys. So um, there's been a lot of talk recently, uh, but it looks like um, the Errol Spence uh, versus Kelly Brook fight is looking very likely that's going to happen. How do you guys feel about that fight happening? Thanks, Mungo. We're going to put that to the t- panel and put you on mute. Well, um, it'll be a good fight if it happens. Um, I've I seen Errol Spence come down to Cardiff before and he fought one of our fighters, Fred Evans. He won... Olympic silver medal and he, he did Fred Evans in that fight and after that fight he said one day you watch me I'm going to be a WBC champion of the world yeah. and I've always kept my eye on him so it's, it's going to be, he's a real special talent so it'll be who a wins? tough fight come on say I'm putting you on the spot <laughs> I don't know who I could go with I really yeah? I think <laughs> you Spence, I think Al Spence needs some tougher opponents mm-hmm. and this would be a big test for him yeah, definitely. Tony, um, he is a re- he is a real talent. I've watched him a few times, mm, yeah. and I said he boxed um, Fred Evans down in Wales a couple of years ago. You can see then he's an outstanding talent. Mm. Um, uh, still a little bit early yet. I think he needs a few more fights. Wow. So you don't. So what you're saying is that you don't think he's ready for a mandatory challenge against Kilbrook right now, considering um, he's knocked out. Algeri. I think yeah. maybe another one or two fights much with him, yeah. yeah. Wow. I think he needs a tough fight, yeah, but I still rate him very highly. Yeah. Who would be, who'd be the a thing tough is, fight for him at 147, though? The thing is... What I would say... What I would say is that they've steadily matched him up. He's never been matched down. If you look at his, if you look mm. at the, the thing, yeah. he's never been matched up. He's steadily matched him up. He's still smashed him. He reminds me a bit of how Bob Arum matched Miguel Cotto. Mm. Miguel Cotto was knocking out solid journeymen that mm. didn't get knocked out on the way up. It's just the way that he hits them, they just bruise up. They get busted up really quickly. And this Spence kid <coughs> for, a, for a southpaw, he's really aggressive. Mm. I don't think there's anything worse than a really aggressive mm. boxing Powerful. southpaw. He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know? And... Um, he destroyed Algeri, destroyed Bundu. Yes. These are solid men that have gone rounds with some good fighters. You know, Khan, off of a bad display against Algeri, gets to fight Canelo. So, and this guy blows him out. Mm. And we, without a doubt, as good as Kel is, if you look at Kel's record, his toughest fight was Carson Jones and Sean Porter. And he struggled yep. with Carson Jones. And he struggled with Carson Jones. And he beat Sean Porter just. That was a mm. great fight. The Sean Porter that I saw against Furman, 
would give him another tough fight. I think he'd always have a tough fight against Porter. Mm. But this is a, obviously it's a totally different style and it's just about Kel's now experience against Spence going yeah. in there, possibly expecting to think he can knock him out. Mm. What And you're right, Tony, what happens if he doesn't knock him out? You know, like, that's the thing. He's yeah. saving the leads of rounds. Mm. Kel is... It's good all around, isn't he? Yeah, yeah very good yeah. all around too. Because I don't think Kel can go in there and now have a punch up with him. No. I think he's just yeah. got to really wait this one out and just yeah. keep boxing, which he can do. Yeah. You know, he's got marvelous timing because yeah. Kel hasn't got very long arms, so that's what makes his ascendancy to the world title even better for me. Because physically he's big, yeah. But if you look at his arm length, he's not that. He's, he's not got that very long arm, so he's he's relied on that great Brendan Ingle type. Timing, you know, and, uh, but you need it against Spence Jr. Like uh, tiny hands, exactly. Yeah. Social, man. So, we're going to open up the phone lines again. Um, 985 985, the floor is all yours. Hello, hello, uh, hello there. Good evening, fellas. How you doing? Who's speaking? Yeah, this is, this is Daniel Wapia. How you doing? London, How you doing, Daniel? You got a question uh, or statement uh, for us? Absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Question, right? Listen, Chris Eubank. Junior, been yep. giving it the large, saying he wants to clean up, right? Mm. Middleweight, middleweight, and super middleweight. Is yep. he the real deal? And what do you guys think? Think right. about him. Do you think he can do it? Great question, great question, you Daniel. He... We're going to put that to our yep. hosts. We're going to put that. We're going to put that to our hosts, Daniel. But great question. I'm going to look at the man, Gary, and say, "Do you think he can do it? Is he the real deal at super middleweight? Because he has obviously moved up as well. He is one of the world's best athletes." Mm. But I don't think he's one of the world's best boxers. Okay. That's that's my general opinion. I think if you have a punch-up with him, you could get outlasted because his punch repetition and his sheer volume of punches is unbelievable. I've seen it in sparring. Mm-hmm. You throw two, he throws three. You throw four, he throws six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And he just overwhelm you that way. Um so can he get to the top of the super I'm not sure because the super middleweight division is so it's full flooded, of talent. Exactly. I, I would, right now, I still think... It's funny, style-wise, you know, everybody's going to probably say, well, James DeGale didn't look so great in his last fight. Mm. He'd have a chance against James, but I mm. still think I think James would outclass him because yeah. James is not only a puncher at super middleweight, mm. he can... He can um, he can box. He's a beautiful boxer yeah, as well. Really good. You know the way he switch hits. Oh, well, he had a bad night the other night. It was just a bad mm. night against Badu Jack, who boxed. Who, who really, was more really impressive well. than we thought? Exactly. Exactly. What Same like Frampton, me? Santa Cruz. Yeah. What about yourself, Tony? What do you think? I rate him very highly. Yeah. Mm. I think it was interesting today to listen to him saying that uh, it was unusual for him to be in, to be sat there when he got up and had some breakfast. So obviously he's been struggling for the last couple of years. Yeah. 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 So when you get when you finally give in and. Um, Allow yourself that you know, a lot of things like a meal the night before the weigh-in, breakfast of the morning of the fight. Um, mentally, he's going to be much stronger and f- more focused. Mm. I think he can go all the way. I mean, do you think he's at this stage now where he needs to step up though, in terms of his opposition? Sorry. Do you think he needs to start stepping up in, in, the, in the level of opposition he's facing? He's a mind of his own, isn't he? I mean, mm. as a talent, as, as a boxing, I think he's a great boxer, a great fighter, and he can go a long way. But everything else, it's just a off the radar, him and yeah. his dad, are, you know, just, you can't work him out, can you? They don't seem to, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just got their own agenda, they? Do, they? Yeah, yeah, they've got their own agenda, yeah, they do right. things their way. Yep. And, and who am I to say? Personally, I believe in, I've grown up, and I love boxing, I'm like Tony, I love boxing, like you all, I love, mm. love boxing, I love studying about it. And historically, 
There ain't many great, of all of all fighters make trainers' names, there ain't many good coaches. There ain't many great fighters that didn't have a good coach. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. And he doesn't listen to anyone. Mm. Yeah. And so, in a tough fight against the DeGales, the Durrells, the Badly Jacks, G's. the George Groves. Triple G. The Triple G's. You know, he's he's got to, he will encounter something that he hasn't encountered before. Number one, they all punch. Mm. Yeah, they're not just boxers. There ain't no Billy Joe Saunders who's just happy to keep ticky-tacking, doing his Billy Joe Saunders thing, which is really good. Um, this is a whole different ball game at Super Middleweight. That's a talent-laden division. Mm. And they all can whack. Mm. And for what I've seen, he's not been good enough defensively against that level of opponent. No. For what I've seen. It's not like Billy Joe found him hard to it, is it? You know, he's not elusive. It's like yeah. it's not like him who can come back, Andrew, who can come back, make you miss and counter. That's yeah. their business, you know? I agree with you, but offensively, yeah. he's very, very good. My grandfather always taught me the best defence. He's offence. Do we like that? So on that note, <clears throat> on that note Tony, um, obviously, Andrew, you're you're fighting this, this weekend. Um, Tell us um, about your opponent and, and how you've trained in preparation for, for this fight. And obviously it's on the pay-per-view, so you're going yeah. to be watched by millions of viewers potentially. Yeah, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when the fight got announced, it was about six weeks ago. I was ticking over there anyway. We went training camps. Uh, my brother was training for his fight in Vegas. So we was up the Ingo gym sparring. Mm-hmm. I've done some sparring up there. I've Back home at home, obviously, mine and Tony's gym and training. People come down for spanning, um, spanning Bristol as well. So all my training went perfect, no injuries or nothing. And obviously, I'm fighting a guy from Philippines, Adin Diali. Mm-hmm. He's boxed for the world title. Um, I believe he, he dropped the guy in the first round in mm-hmm. for the WBO title, and he was winning, but he got he just got caught out in the end, mm-hmm. tired out. Mm-hmm. He's he's a puncher. He, he likes the left hook to the body, left hook to the head a lot. So mm. I gotta be careful, keep my hands up. But he's a lot shorter than me, so I could use my range. Mm. And he's the champion. He, he's not coming out yet for a payday. He's coming to keep his title, and I'm, I'm coming to take it off him. And so it's gonna be a real tough fight. And obviously, it's on ITV box office, and mm. this is my chance to shine. Hopefully, get a lot of followers. Yeah, we're looking forward to watching it. Yeah, aren't we? we are. I really am looking forward to that. Definitely. Okay. <coughs> oh God! <laughs> Someone have to ask okay. oh, God. <laughs> so on last week's show, we had uh, Chris Congo, um, who was also he's also fighting on the undercard, um, and there was a, talk, a little bit of talk about the criticism for this fight. I mean, do you want to just? Tell our listeners and sell it, sell it a bit to them about this fight and why they should be tuned in, not just yourself, but the undercard. Well, first, if you're a true boxing fan, you'd you'd like pay to tune in anyway, because Chris Eubank, he's an up and coming star. And but the undercard is it's worth a ten in each fight. I think it's you've got a lot of special talent. You've got Kid Galahad, you've got David Price. You've got Adam Etches fighting John Ryder, which could be fight of the night. Yeah, yeah it's a really so good fight. That's, that's two guys who like to stand in the middle mm. of the ring toe-to-toe. Mm. So I think it's, it's, everyone should just tune in because the undercard will make the night anyway before, yeah. before the main event. That's a great crossroads fight, isn't it? Etches and um, yeah, Ryder. Ryder yeah. needs to win that fight and Etches yeah. had the bad knockout against... Mm. Um, 
That's it, yeah. Yeah, the kid that knocked out, the kid that stopped Frank Bullioni. Do you remember? Oh, I can't yeah. Should have yeah. Burton. No, Chudinov stopped. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, Chudinov, he went the distance to He's a guy before him, the journeyman, you know him. The Polish guy. Ball dead, yeah, yeah. Stopped him, yeah, yes, that's the one. How bad is that? But, so this is a fight that, you know, even one of them needs to win if they're going to progress. John Ryder's had the bad defeat against, what is the matter with me tonight? Nick Blackwell. Too many hours. Well, he got stopped by Nick Blackwell. Yeah. Didn't he? Mm. Um, and, you know, that put him back a lot. Yeah. That did put him back a lot. Um, some people say he was ahead just before the stoppage. He was only slightly ahead and Blackwell looked really comfortable. So, yeah, he tired up, didn't he? Yeah, and Etchers will be fired up. He's had a bad knockout as well. So, um, yeah, that's a really good fight on paper. It's a really strong undercard, mm. just what we were discussing. Um, who do you think we should, you know, the fans should be looking out for on the night? Who, what fight do you think would be a good fight to look out for? Mine. Yours, yeah. <laughs> Besides your one, obviously you're the superstar, like Andrew. Like. Yeah, right. Self-promotion, that is exactly. best. Exactly, you got to do like, that, man. Talk yeah. yourself up. We got, we, right. we got um, <clears throat> Barry Howard, uh, Kid Galahad. Mm. Yeah, it's good to see he's him back on the just scene. just moved up yeah. to my brother's weight, so... So he's up to feather now? Yeah, so... Has he been calling that brother yet? Um, no, they, they've been sparring for my brother's fight. Okay. Um, before Vegas, so yeah. it's yeah. a good spar, but... Maybe the sparring won't happen anymore. Cause yeah, he's that's coming. right. Did you move around with him? I did last year. Okay. With, yeah, and um, I, it was a good spar. Obviously, mm. I don't know if he was holding back or not. So he's mm-hmm. heavier than me. But he's one to watch. <clears throat> he, he's he's very similar to Cal Brook. Um, the balance yeah. balance is perfect. Mm. If you miss, he's going to counter you. Yeah. So I think he's one to watch on a night. Yeah, Adam Boover. When I used to speak to him, when we used to talk about um, who who we thought would give Carl and Lee good fights around those weights. He used to always mention Kid Galahad. Yeah. You know, so... Um, Do you yeah. believe his story about his brother, someone spiking his drinks with the peds? What? Um, it's a weak argument. That's yeah. all you can say. It's a weak argument. You got caught with drugs in your system. Performance enhancing drugs. To say that, you got spiked by your brother. Your brother's taking the... I don't know. You know, what do you think about that, Toddy? Like, I mean, someone if, if we believe that with every, if we believe that with every fighter that got done for drugs, nobody would get done for drugs. Mm. Yeah. So I suppose. I suppose what I'm asking is, you know, if someone someone's being caught doing that, would you, mm. would, you would you bring someone like that into your gym? Would you train no. someone like that? You wouldn't. Would you get no. him to spar with your fighters? No. No. I don't. Well, any any, any drugs, um, drugs and boxing just don't mix. I mean, mm. drugs, drugs. To be taking drugs are. Uh, struggling enough on the outside as it is, but you go into a boxing ring and you've got something in your system, you know it could. I could innocently allow him to spar with one of my boxers. He takes a shot to the head, goes down and dies, and I've got to live with that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So is the rest of the gym. Mm-hmm. Through this idiot coming to the gym with drugs in his system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just totally anti-drugs anyway. Good. Yeah. And just yeah. just on that note, so this week, <clears throat> so in the last seven days, the WBC have released their program or a list of boxers that have not voluntarily submitted their samples yet. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good approach to try and clean up the sport and at least show the public that the boxing committees are trying to do their part? Their part? That's a good move in the right <clears throat> direction, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I definitely think that, I mean, there's a few names on that 
uh, on the list that would definitely feel named in Chef. So if you're talking about Kovalev's on the list. Um, obviously, Louis Ortiz is on the list. Um, I'm all right. Martin Murray's on the list as Martin well. Martin Murray, David Price. L Spencer's on the list. Tim Bradley's on the David list. Price, yeah, it's quite surprising, isn't yeah. it? Given his, he's, uh, he's, he's complaining about his two losses have been on the back of guys doing yeah. pids, you know. Mm. So surprise, you know. Yeah, this is quite a surprising one when I saw David Price on there. Mm. Yeah. He's on your show as well. What's that? He's on your show as well, isn't he? Yeah. I'm going to pull him up on there, Andrew. And <laughs> 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 on, on, um, what do you think of um, Price? You know, now he's not giving, being given up, the big, being given the big up. He's obviously got, the, he's part of a good camp, Dave Carwell, as you know, yeah, success yeah. breeds because success. I've always been interested in David because of, um, I've worked um, with him for a short time when I was with Adam Booth and he does, I did think that, well, I knew that once I took him on the pads, he whacks as hard as anything yeah. I've been around. Um do you think it's just going to always be a belief, a self-belief thing? Or do you think he's got the ability to go further, at least putting himself within the, the upper echelons of the world rankings? I think he's got the ability. I don't know if it's self-belief or mm. the fact that he's maybe just weak around that area. Like when he mm. gets caught with a shot, but uh, mm. he can really dig. He really yeah, hits really hit really hard. I've yeah. watched him those times in the amateurs. Very strong and he's coming up against a guy now who he's beaten the amateurs. Mm-hmm. Um, eight years ago, is it? Like so it was a good, mm. week, good gauge, I think. Um, so maybe performance against this guy. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I mean, 2017 is going to be. We've got to commend him. You know, he's not giving up, is he? You know, a lot of fighters would just would have just gone away. <coughs> you know, he's a bit like Khan. You know, the guy just doesn't. You know, he, yeah, he I mean, I comes back. You know, well, there's one or two things that's happening. He's either like, oh god, I can't bother to go out and get a job, or mm. he's thinking, no, I need to go and prove myself. Mm. They've got all mm. these doubters. So that's the only thing that's making him fight. Mm. Either he don't want to go out and get a normal job because. Once you retire, you stay retired. I, in a, you know, in an ideal world, you've made your money, you retire. But then there ain't no buzz like boxing. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna be David Price walking down the road if he hasn't won them titles. It's nice to walk down the road and people know you're a fighter. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling to be respected as a fighter. And um, you know, he's only a one shot away from doing big money. the Pretty big nice. man twice, wasn't he, Tony? Um, Tony, um, Tony Thompson. Tony Thompson. Right, Tony God, Thompson. what's matter with me tonight? And there was controversy around podcast, that. Boy, <laughs> we're like, oh, just no good. We're going to find you this week. I've lost it. I've lost it. Get but yeah. <laughs> he was only a punch away from doing... I mean, there was bad knockdowns against Tony Thompson before mm. he got dropped himself. So he's all... I mean, six foot seven, isn't he? He's a mm. big boy. Big I mean, unit. He really does believe in himself. I mean, if it's a big word, I know. Yeah. And I hate using it. Yeah. Did you, so see, uh, did you see Tony Thompson's interview after I think it was the same Yeah, day. oh like, god, crazy guy in there talking about breaking his wife's back. Yeah. <laughs> breaking her yeah. I'm coming over, Miss Thompson. Yeah. Get the wheelchair. Yeah. Someone was contributing to the wheelchair. Yeah. I want to break her back. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this guy yeah. live Malik, on TV as well. Yeah, Malik King Scott's very X-rayed. So we're gonna go out to the corners again. Um, zero four one, zero four one. Hello. Hello, okay. No uh, mute. Eight nine eight, eight nine eight. The floor is yours. Hello. Yes, eight nine eight. Hi, Shem. How you doing, Shem? How you doing? How you, How you doing, Shem? How you doing, Shem? You yeah. alright? Thanks for calling. Yeah, good. Not too bad. I just joined recently, um, a couple of minutes ago. But yeah, you guys are sounding good. So I've just been listening to what you was um, discussing and stuff. But yeah, sounding good. No question. No statement. You watched the fight last week, Frampton Cruz. Yeah, I, I I did. I mean, like, really, I wanted Frampton to win. Yeah, so do we, mate. It yeah. just didn't go his way. Um, 
but fair get fair result. I can't really, yeah. you know, I can't really say too much really on that one. And, and and we've got a man, Andrew Selby, in the studio. He's also going to be fighting on the Eubank undercard. Are you getting ready to watch Chris Eubank this weekend? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see because that's that's also um, it's on ITV, right? Yeah, it's on ITV pay per view. Yeah. ITV pay-per-view, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be watching the fight as well. Um, always watching these fights, interesting to see what happens and, um, yeah, see what happens, really. So, Shane, what are you doing on Saturday night? Are you watching it with the boys or are you going to the pub? Are you going to be watching it? Well, I was going to call you guys up and see, you know, <laughs> where we're watching the fight. <laughs> see if you got the links. <laughs> you know we always watch these fights. Yeah, they're, come they're, round, like, man. We've got to team up and watch, watch these fights and yeah. obviously... We're going to be up in Manchester seeing that fight soon as well. So, yeah, there's some big fights coming up. And um, AJ fight coming up, some other fights as well. So, yeah, it's good. good. We've got to meet up and obviously go and watch a lot of these fights live <laughs> as well. Yeah, good, good, good. No, so thanks for calling in, Shem. Um, and thanks for tuning in. You know. Okay, so, um, yeah, we're, so we're talking about uh, Kid Galahad. He's fighting Joseph Agbeko. Um, that's a good fight. What do you know about Joseph Agbeko, the guy from from Ghana. Um, do you know much about him? Looking forward to, him, to potentially watching him? Don't know a lot about him, to be honest with you. I know he was over here at the Peacock Gym for some time, wasn't he? Yeah. But I don't know a lot about him, really. He looks confident. He looks in shape. Yeah. He talks a good fight, so... Looking I'm forward sure to he, Yeah, he hasn't come here to fall over, has he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Any you know? Yeah, so uh, we've had, uh, we've had Jigel Jack, Emergence of Davis, Return of Garcia, and a genuine trilogy on our hands. How how, how good has January been for a, uh, as a bo- uh, month of boxing? Well, it's been a good start to the year, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, if the rest of the year is anything to go by, 2017 is going to be very good. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think, I mean, for us personally, we've always been bragging and saying that this is the year for boxing to get, you know, I think boxing has lost a lot of fans. So coming on the ITV platform, we believe it's going to get the main household names, uh, mainstream interest. Yeah. Um, but you just look at what's going on for the first quarter of this year, really big pay-per-view fights. And the best of it is that some of these free fights have been quality as well. It's like the girl... Gavonta Davis mm. has been a star. Garcia as well. Yeah. We've got Wilder versus Washington at the end of this month for February. Yeah. Two undefeated heavyweights. So, I mean, we can't really complain with what no, boxing is no, offering no, for no, us no. this year. You know, no. um, I guess because we're talking about as much, we're talking about it more. There's more access to talking about it more. That mm. we, you know, we can anticipate these fights. We really look hard and really look look forward to them. But you know what? This Joseph Agbeko, let's not sleep on this dude, yes. right? I gotta be I gotta respect Kid Galahad, right? In his last four fights, last five fights, he's been the distance twice. Mm. Twice and lost to Abnamaris. Mm. This Agbeko. Yeah, right? Then he boxed a fellow called Louis Menen- Melendez. He beat him on a unanimous decision in, in Ghana. Louis Menendez was going in, was 34, 8 and 1. And then he went the distance with one Guillermo Rigondo. Yeah. Yeah? And now then he had Juanita Rabia, another journey, just a journeyman. He's beaten two journeymen since, but he's stayed in good company. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm saying that, you know, I think Kid, Kid Galahad, because I think he's world class, mm. no doubt about it. But he's not, not had many fights on the comeback, has he? Yeah. Mm. No, that's it. I mean, I think this is second or third. Yeah. So t- this is a tough fight. This yeah. is Well, it's going to tell us a lot more about him. Yeah. And I'm know? being biased. Obviously, he's a Ghanaian, so I'm looking up for him. He's Ghana! Ghana! 
<clears throat> it's from that Azuma Nelson yeah. part town, exactly. <laughs> so we've got a lot of champions coming out of that part of the world. So yeah, yeah, and no, I'm gonna be there with the flag waving. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ted Babby and Chris Ravonko's trainer. Yes. And Isaac's trainer. He's got a load of Ghanaians there that Jim. Yeah, I can Jim in Brixton. He wanted to tell Spar and he come up to London. Go down to see Ted Babby down at um Miguel's gym. Got loads of boys that just jumping with you. And, and Deontay Wilder versus Washington, that's been announced now. Obviously, the previous opponents pulled out. Yeah. Washington, what do you guys think about that? It's an undefeated heavyweight. Mm, Bit of a journeyman, I... but what do you guys think? <laughs> I'm not gonna... No, And <coughs> what would you think about Wilder, though, in terms of now he's, he's coming back into the scene after having sh- shoulder injury? Do you see big things, big future for him? I haven't really looked at him, to be honest. He's not something that uh, I really look at. Yeah. I look at him. Yeah. No. Andrew... Um, I was out in Vegas in LA last year mm-hmm. and went to the gym Washington was in yes I seen him on the pads and stuff I didn't see him spare mm. I think he was like 5-0 and back then okay Um, don't think he was experienced mm. Wilder I didn't know he had a shoulder injury but yeah. I think Wilder he's a good fighter he, he can bang mm. but his name says he is wild <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and that can that can, like, that's making mistakes. So if he's fighting someone like Anthony Joshua or something, he'd just mm. take his jaw off. Yeah, but I, mean, I think he's going to beat Washington because yeah, of the experience. He's going to destroy him. No, they're talking gonna, about unification fires, isn't it? I mean, like, yeah. um, Lou DiBella was saying, you know, he's hoping <clears throat> he can get Wilder to fight uh, Joseph Parker so he gets mm. the WBO belt and he's hoping AJ beats Klitschko so he has uh, the WBA as well. Mm. So they have t- late 2017 all out unification mm-hmm. to become undisputed heavyweight champ. So, I mean, what do you think? Uh, I mean, you probably answered you really, but did you say like Wilder versus AJ, who wins? Potentially, yeah. Potentially, um, yeah. I think AJ will win, but with them two, because they can both proper bang. Yeah. It's, it's like a game of chess. Who's mm. the clever person on yeah. the night? And because Wilder it's Joshua, we've seen Joshua get wobbled a little bit by Dillian White. Dillian White, yeah, yeah. and. We seen Wilder get hurt by the guy um, Joshua just beat. Yeah, the Brazil. No, Molina. Yeah, Molina. Yeah. Big old men wearing ten ounce gloves. They're all, sp- you know, anyone mm. that says no, oh, he's chinny. They're all supposed Nonsense. to get hurt. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, Isaac was here last week and inspired me both of them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he compared the puncher. Yeah. yeah. He said, like, so he like said that he said Washington. He said Wilder was like a sniper. And what and Joshua was like a like a train. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, Isaac Chamberlain uh, and uh, cruiserweight. Yeah. Uh, fought on with a dislocation. Camacho, yeah. yeah. And um, one of the key things he said was when he was hitting uh, Joshua, he said it was like he was hitting a brick wall. Mm-hmm. He felt, I, I, maybe I'm speaking out to him. He felt a bit com- more confidence with the Wilder because his speed and def- Wilder's lack of defence allowed mm-hmm. him to land a bit more inspiring. Mm-hmm. But he definitely said he's a deadly opponent and. I think that's a fight we're all looking forward to I mean, to kind of get the heavyweights. I truly believe any one of those guys hit each other and flush on the chin yeah. can put each other over. Yeah. David, David Hay, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, mm. Povetkin. Mm. I still include um, Vladimir in that argument yeah. because he's one of history's hardest punching heavyweights. His stats yeah. prove it. Yep. He knocks guys out. He but made, Fury, would you, you know, put him in that mixture? No, well? Fury's not no? in that mixture. You know, he's a good boxer. Mm. Fury's a really, but as he Power. stepped up the levels, he's not. He's not. He didn't chin Derek. Yeah. He didn't come close to chin chinning Vladimir. Um, 
And when last would he? When last did he ever really convincing like one punch or two punch stoppage? He hasn't done it, but his boxing mm. is what befuddles people. He's a yeah. better boxer than giving credit for. You know, I, mean, exactly. I read something where you know, like people sometimes you know complain. Maybe Lee but Lee doesn't knock people out. But I've read somewhere else where you know someone else's uh, argument was you know he just doesn't need to bother. He's just going for slow gears. He's just who's that? you know. So is, is that the same thing with Tyson Fury? Do you think he just you know he doesn't need to knock someone out? No, else. I Everybody think is. you know what, and this might sound controversial, and I might. I might get the Gypsy King on the phone after this, but I think after the uh, the Steve Cunningham knockdown, that Peter Fury realised that he might be a bit weak round the whiskers, and let's just let's just let him do what he does best, yeah. and that is box. And nearly knocked himself out yeah. as well. Yeah, with the uppercut as well. Yeah, but yeah. you know, let's you know, in, as I said, even though he didn't stop Derek, like have Derek out on his feet, he absolutely out. He bamboozled him, you know. He outboxed him, you know. And for a big man, he's quite athletic, and that's what works for him. Um, and I think Peter Fury's done a marvelous job of paper. That's what you do is sometimes as a coach, you don't tell your fighter that I'm papering over the cracks, but you work, you you yeah. enhance their strengths, try and minimize their weaknesses, and that's what Peter Fury's done a fantastic job of. He is, for me, arguably, I put him up there with David Hay as Technically, the bet one of the better boxers in the heavyweight division. I'd say him, Povetkin, and David Hay are actually the better technical boxers in the heavyweight division. I don't think AJ's far off, but this next fight against Klitschko is going to tell us. Do you think there should be like a, I don't know, like super heavyweight? Because if you look at the difference in mm. size between, say, like Klitschko, AJ Fury mm. versus. Um, say like hey people mm. like that, you know, or Povetkin even and we saw mm. the way like Flash was just manhandling Povetkin mm. but there is just a massive size difference yeah. isn't it heavyweights heavyweights so you yeah, want to dance agree. with the big boys you dance with the big boys yeah, yeah? that's yeah, your he business he's come up to heavyweight you yeah. Yeah. that's his, that's that's his choice right that's just, it's, that's that was his choice, choice. You know, yeah, back in the day up. you know there was only eight weight divisions mm. you know if he was going to go up from flyweight he would have had to go up to bantamweight straight away he's saying he might finish at bantam yeah, Andrew's saying he might finish at Bantam. It is what it is, mm. you know? You want to dance with the big boys at heavyweight? Dance with the big boys. David Hay did it for a while, weighing only less than 15 stone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Talent and speed is... If your talent and speed is good enough and you've got a good enough coach and you've got the technical ability to mix with these boys, then go up, you know? Don't start moaning to them, they're too big for me. It is what it is. Heavyweights are growing bigger. Yeah. It's a you fight, know? isn't it? He's <laughs> had a box with Marble Town in Newport uh, in Wales, David Pierce. Yeah. He won the British title in... Cruiserweight, wasn't he? 83, 40. He's only a cruiserweight. Yeah, he was he, only a cruiserweight. 40, 14, yeah. now. Yeah. walking around. Yeah. You know? oh, and he beat Neville Mead for the British title. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember Chris. that. Four for the, four for yeah. the uh, our, European title as well. So, guys, it's been a great show. Um, just want to talk about a fight, or is it a fight I'm, I would tell people to look out for? A guy called Felix Fideo. He's fighting on Friday oh. night in Puerto Rico. You aware Man, of him? Man, we were, we were on the bill with him when Andy Lee knocked out John Jackson. Yeah. And um, special, because he had a motorbike accident, didn't he? Mm. And it's funny, no disrespect to you, Andrew, but Lomachenko, he boxed him in the yes. 2012 Olympics. Yeah. Bearing in mind that was, I think, Felix is only around about... It's 23? Is that, yeah, it's, it's only, had, only had about 28 amateur <clears throat> fights. Yeah. He won the won a, won a qualifier. It was amazing. <clears throat> Lomachenko said, without a doubt, the best kid I've yeah. ever faced. Is this fighting King Pete? Yeah, he's fighting in uh, Puerto Rico. Mm. <clears throat> Lovely boy as well. I'll tell you what, you know, it's, it's so easy for... Sometimes you're around fighters and you know that when they're not around you, you know they're arrogant pricks. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
I don't get that with you, Andrew. I don't get that feeling with you. <laughs> you sold her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like with him, like, uh, basically, we were warming up. Andy Lee was getting rid. We're warming up. We're in a room amongst other. Fr- there'd been another three bouts that had gone ahead of us. So the changing room was quite empty. <clears throat> it was quite a large changing room. And yeah. I, when I walked past Felix at the, the JJ's training room, I mm. thought it's a bit small. He had all these Puerto Rican mates in there, and they were all like. Lording him up and he's warming up, and then his coach comes in and says, "Oh, um, our room is a bit small. Would you mind if Felix comes in there and warms up?" We're like, "Fucking hell, of course not." Mm. So he comes in, mate. There was been about seven or eight of us in the room. Bearing in mind he's having a fight, within the next twenty minutes he mm. come up, shoot every one of our hands. Yeah. Do you know mm. what I mean? Respectful. And I thought that kid. He's a nice kid. That always goes well with Gary. Huh? <laughs> I said, that always goes well with you. That's respect. I know I you like that honour. good manners. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah? With all of us. But and I know that's... it was amazing. Because, let's get let's get it right. Let's not get it twisted. We're violent. Mm. Did Our he work gl- did job... Did gloves on this time? Hmm? Did he have gloves on? Yeah, these gloves on. No, I thought he might have been trying to pinch a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows Gary's got the flash watch. <laughs> but, you know, he just... I just thought, wow, look at that. I mean, I mean, it was... Puerto Rican weekend in New York. Wow. I mean, he, him and Cotto were the Stars, idols. Yeah. He's the new Cotto now, yeah. by the way. Verdejo, uh, amongst yeah, the Puerto guy. Ricans, yeah. he is the new Cotto. Yeah. So for you our know, listeners, that's what I'm saying to our listeners, catch a look out for this guy. Yeah, you know, we spoke he, to him about he's a few special. He, and, I definitely think he's a turned around Southpaw yeah. because his left hook is just off the chain, but he's always okay. trying to nail you with What it. specifically like, makes you say that? Well, I had a, I worked with a fighter. I won't mention his name, but I worked with him for a while with the hope of him mm. um, coming over to me, but it never worked out. And he was shadow boxing, and he just, even though he was um, orthodox, he just kept relying on this left hand just too much. Left hooks, left uppercuts. You'd hardly throw his right hand. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, no. You? Terrible. <laughs> All right, out for Tony. I won't say his name. Oh. <laughs> and I said to him, when he was shadowbots and I went to him, this is like only the first session we had mm. working together. I went to him. He turned around Southall. He went, how'd you work that one out? I goes, you turned around Southall. He went, yeah. He goes, no one's ever worked that out for me before. Mm. You know, but I knew it because uh, I just watched the way his body moved, what he relied on, how heavy he was on his front mm. leg. And there's certain fights you see, if I said his name, you'd mm. look at him and say, Gary was right. That's where it's Shogun, Gary. That's why I'm the Shogun. I lived this shit. <laughs> yeah, so just, yeah, yeah I just want to say, look, guys, I just want to say thank you. You know, you know, you come all the way from Wales, you had a press conference today, you got uh, a weigh in tomorrow and then a live show on Saturday. I just want to say thank you for coming to our show. Um, <clears throat> really, really appreciate mm. it. We are buzzing because yeah. we yeah. know we know we're sitting in the next to a future at least two time two weight champion. That's mm. how much I, I think. That's how highly I think about We're like buzzing it. and we're buzzing that <clears throat> one of the men from back in the day with me, Tony Borg. We were boxing around about the same time, yeah. and um, to see him become a coach as a successful, coach yeah, as successful well. coach, right, two yeah. world champions. I mean, gosh. Well, we only come here today, really, to be on your show. It just so happened while we were up here after the fight Saturday. Thank you very much. I like him. That's only come to our show. You see how the raps on his grade. So, guys, do you want to? Shout out your Twitter, Instagram to the listeners where they can uh, follow you. My Twitter is at Andrew Salby1. Mm-hmm. And I 
I think it's the same with with Instagram. Yeah. Um, at Lee Selby one two six yep. for my brothers. Mm. And Tony, no contact me on Facebook. Facebook, Tony <laughs> Borg. <laughs> Tony does have a uh, Twitter account, but he shares it with uh, Emma. Yeah. Is that your yeah. missus? My missus, yeah. Do you want to shout that out, Tony? Yeah. So it's um, Miss EJO, if you want to contact Tony via Twitter. And uh, yeah, he's, he's available on Facebook as well. And Gary? Um, Gary Logan 68 on Twitter. Gary Shogun 68 on Instagram with all of my 14 pictures. And yeah, guys, you should check out Gary's Instagram account. It's a privilege because the guy's never had it before now. He will come in on and you can see all the top talent at Bix. So I have nice pictures of it, I'll tell you. Yeah, um, it's what, what, education. what my pictures are about are just about my clients. I try not to feature too much in the pictures because got to be honest, right? Boxing co- Not so much boxing coaches, but personal trainers are wank bad reputation they're wank so, mm. most of them about their, their pictures yeah, they put more pictures about themselves yeah. than they do about their clients <laughs> without your clients you shouldn't you wouldn't have no pictures because <laughs> you'd be broke you get some serious yeah? people coming through on that so guys just to know that you should follow us um, on our Twitter Instagram and Facebook at Raps on TV it's been a great weekend it's been a great show this week um, Andrew good luck Tony good luck for the future as well guys thank you for joining us as well as usual and listeners Appreciate all the support. Keep watching, keep following, keep sharing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.